if you fail, you fail, but you have to put your trust in the universe, put your trust in yourself that if you do fail, it's fine. And you're going to go start something else. So as long as you have that mindset and mentality that failure is just another step in the right direction rather than a step in the wrong direction, I think you'll be fine. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah, and I'm currently addicted to Pinterest. And I'm Emily, and I'm addicted to TikTok. Yes, you are. Welcome to our (laughs) podcast. I keep forgetting that part. Like, I'm like, oh, Emily will do it. And yeah, it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. We're struggling. This is our first, well, not our first separate episode because we've done this before mm-hmm. circa march 2020 <laughs> r.i.p um please don't the ever quarantine times come back from the dead i'm okay <laughs> i'm okay if that never happens ever again yeah. but i am i'm not in the same state i'm in california now i'm in los angeles i'm in west hollywood mm-hmm. um it's what what time is it there 6 45 p.m okay it's 9 45 here it's so weird okay That's so weird <laughs> Oh. But it's still dark outside in both locations. It's, it's dark. We're cozy vibes. Yeah. We've been chatting for, we got on this call at. Probably three. Like, I have no idea. Like <laughs> a while ago. We've been like catching up, which has been really yeah. nice. Um, yeah. Because like I, I text you usually like every day, but like past couple of days, I just want either had nothing to fucking say because we were like in the car driving across the country, which was still a great experience i am not going to deny that it was just very long oh my god oh my gosh i can't even imagine i don't first night we stayed in memphis and we actually stayed at a moxie hotel in memphis it was so cute i loved it i love the moxie moxie is like one of my favorite hotel brands and it was really cool um don't get an uber in in memphis late at night um noted okay we, we almost didn't get a ride back to hotel uh, we were almost stranded. Uh, so uh, we got there late and ha- we, I really wanted Hattie B's hot chicken, Nashville hot chicken. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get it in Nashville. We did, we stopped in Nashville for a bit. Couldn't get it there because like we were, it was nowhere near where we were at. We were on time crunch, yada, yada, yada. Um, and so I saw there was one in Memphis. I was like, cool, we'll just stop there. And like, they fucked up my order. I, they made my chicken sandwich Southern style, which is no heat. And I was oh, like, I asked no. for hot. Yeah. I, want, I like, asked spicy, for hot. Please. Um, so I was like, it's fine. It's just a fried chicken sandwich. It was like nine o'clock at night. The place closed at 10 and like, it's probably like nine 30 this time. We're ordering, trying to order an Uber. No one's fucking on the thing. Like no one's coming up and we were getting worried. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to download Lyft. And this is like at nine 50. And finally I got, on, I got on Lyft. I had never used Lyft before. Um, just cause it's not popular like mm-hmm. in the South, I feel like, yeah. but got it, got somebody thankfully. But I was like this close about like paying one of the workers at this restaurant to like drive us back yeah. to the hotel because we were nowhere near oh, like not no. even walking distance near um or like trying to find like a taxi service or something uh, yeah like <laughs> Anything. It, i had i had never been that stranded before um thankfully it was with my parents so like i wasn't freaking out because i was like my dad will figure something out <laughs> yeah yeah um, i mean but like honestly ever since covid like uber and lyft have been very like spotty like there's just not mm-hmm. as many mm-hmm. people doing it 
um, yeah. or staying out as late, I feel, because everything's yeah. closing early. So it well, is really... And it was, and it was a, like a Wednesday a win- night. Yeah, like a random day. Yeah. So almost got straight to Memphis. That was cool. Um, and then after that, we went through like Little Rock, uh, Arkansas, and then we went through Oklahoma City. Just a fuck ton of crops. Um, a lot of crops. <laughs> a lot of a lot of corn. A lot of cotton. Kind of scary of, and spooky because it was around Halloween. It was just raining, and I was like, I hope to God there's no tornadoes. <laughs> Like, please but, just let us get to the other side. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and we stayed the night in Amarillo, Texas. And <laughs> that's where we got. And you know what we went to dinner for? Texas Roadhouse. You went to a Texas Roadhouse in Texas? In Texas. That's I was like, hilarious. I, was like, I need to do it for the irony. Also, there's nowhere the we're in Amarillo, Texas. I texted my friend Zoe, who's from Houston. I was like, "Do you have any recommendations like for anything in Amarillo?" She's like, "There's nothing in Amarillo." No offense to people who are from Amarillo, um, but she's like, "There's nothing there." And so we were staying at this Hyatt hotel, and there was a Texas Roadhouse across the street. We're like, "You know what? Bet we're just gonna do that." I mean, I'm and craving you know these it's good. Rolls. Like you know yeah. it's good. So it got to the point where we were eating at a lot of chains at these places because we were like in smaller towns and i was like i just don't want to take a risk at like these mom and pop places because like after that and like it was just like i don't want to put in the effort to try and find something like we're already driving across the country kind of thing and so we stayed in amarillo um and then after that we went through albuquerque we didn't stop much there i think we ate lunch there like a raisin canes and then we stayed the night in Flagstaff. Oh my God. I, I'm, I'm a Flagstaff fan now. I love Flagstaff. Um, I was shocked. I liked Flagstaff. It was like Asheville meets Boone kind of vibes. I didn't realize that they had mountains and they were a huge ski town, but it was gorgeous. Like pine trees galore. It was, the, I just love the whole vibe of it. I was really impressed with it. Um, so like the next night and that night we got chip-fil-a <laughs> but a classic the, the next day we went to the grand canyon we took like a the saturday to like not drive and we went to the grand canyon it was gorgeous i facetimed you mm-hmm. and we like hiked around the whole like south rim of it and my dog was living her best life she was so happy oh probably <laughs> did not be in that car <laughs> yeah and, and yeah that was really really fun just to kind of spend that quality time like with my parents and everything and then we went we were gonna go to vegas and spend the night but the gps took us a weird way and we were bat tracking back to flagstaff to go to vegas and so we're like you know what screw it like let's just stay the night again in flagstaff um at a different hotel this time and that was nice to be back there again Mm -hmm. um we went to this one place called over easy for breakfast and it was the cutest breakfast place apparently it's been on the fucking food network and all this shit i like that it's called over easy that's cute Mm mm-hmm and like all their t-shirts and the, all their mugs had said like good morning sunshine Aww. which is what i say um to like my mom and to like the writer and everything so that was really cute and then from there we went to la and that was the worst day of driving because majority of it was just the mojave desert 
Oh, and gosh. like going through Oklahoma City and like Little Rock, like you at least you're seeing some towns. There's a lot of traffic that you're having to stay attentive for. Um, there's a U-Haul in the back of this truck that my dad's having to stay attentive for. Um, there's like there's a variety in scenery driving through Arizona, variety of mountains and rocks and like, you know, beautiful landscapes. There's no one in the fucking Mojave Desert. Like one gas station's far and few between. Signal, far and few between. It's just sand and cactus and boring. You could bury a body out there easily. <laughs> like, there's I no would one. have to pee in the sand. Like, there's rest stops and, like, stuff like that. Okay. But, I mean, there's rat- it's rattlesnake country um, and tarantula country. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I just got cold chills. And, Scorp- and Scorpio country. Nope. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, so all of that, like, there's signs at rest stops saying, like, beware of, like, tarantulas, rattlesnakes, and scorpions. They like to hide, like, in the shade. Like, don't go near rocks and stuff like that. Like, there's signs posted up like that. Yeah, at the rest stops. I would mm-hmm. be, like, t- I would be, like, running. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was just boring. Like, it was the most... And, like, no other, like, not many other pedestrians like, on the road. Like, it's mainly truck drivers. Um, so, yeah, that was probably the worst day of driving. And then we finally got to L.A., moved me in. First day of moving was the most stressful day of my life um, because my landlord wanted a cashier's check, um... And she had to have it before we could move in, obviously. And um, she wanted to cash your check and money order, which I, I'm sorry if I'm unaware that that's a normal thing. I didn't know other places I've rented from said I could just give a personal check and that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but they wanted that. And she was like, I had to have it before 9 a.m. Because I'm like, I will not be at the apartment um, after that. Um and like my, I was like, my bank opens at 9 a.m. And so I'm panicking and rushing around trying to get that. I try to go get a money order at 7-Eleven. I can't do that because I don't have cash. And so I have to like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to have to go to the bank at 9 a.m. And her assistant had to come and like get all of that kind of stuff for me and everything. So that worked out. Moved, my, moved me in and everything. We get done with that. It's stressful. I meet my roommate finally. She's awesome. Really, really nice. And we're vibing. We're cool. And then we're going to leave to go for dinner. And then I go to back my car out of the parking garage and I back into a corner and bust my taillight. And I literally just sat there and I was just like, cool. I was just like, cool. <laughs> like, cool. And my mom is in the front seat and she's just like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, she gets out and looks at it and everything. And like, I, soon she got the car, I just started bawling out because it was just like, yeah. it was just one of those days where it's just like, you drop the pencil. And it's just like, are, like out of all the days this could happen, like seriously, today, I'm like, this is a bad omen. Like, this is a bad omen. And my mom and dad, they're like, assuring me, like, we're going to get it fixed. Like, don't worry. Like, it's going to work out. We're going to figure it out. We'll call the insurance. Like, it's okay. And then they're like, it's literally just a taillight. Like, your car, like, it's still drivable. They're like, it's just a taillight. It's just cosmetic. Like, you don't need to stress out about it. And I'm stressing out about it because this is my car. Like, you know, it's my baby and everything like that. I know you would understand completely. Yeah, I I literally backed into a basketball pole, so. Yeah. And, like, I was just, and, like, the rider was assuring me. They were, like, my parents were all, like, it's just cosmetic. Like, Mm -hmm. your car is still drivable. It's okay. Like we're going to figure it out. Like as long as you can still drive and you're not hurt, that's fine. It's mm-hmm. all we care about. Um, and then we get back to the hotel. Cause my, 
I was still staying with my parents at their hotel like the whole time. I, for a moment, I lost my favorite Majuri earrings. Mm. They fell out of my ear and I lost it. I just lost it. Like I'm on the floor of the hotel room crying because I was like, are you kidding me? Like I can't get up right now. My favorite earrings are gone. I know exactly which joking? ones you're talking about too because they're my mm-hmm. favorite earrings that you own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like these are my birthday gift, my parents. Like I'm, I'm devastated at this point. My mom was like, it's okay. My mom goes down to the lobby, goes down to my car, and is like scouring for my earrings, and she finds them. One was in the lobby, the other one was in my car. No. And she like, um, apparently, uh, like she brought them back up to me, and apparently she told the front desk girl that I was having a really bad day, and they complimented me a free Hagen Dazs ice cream. No. They were like, here, like give this to her, like it's on the house, and they had the cute little robot bring it up to the room. I showed you a video of this robot at the Marriott Hotels, right? Okay, so if you haven't, go on TikTok, look up Marriott wait, Robot. Wait, yes, and it comes to your door and it like brings yes, it to you. Yes, and if you give it a five-star review, it dances. And <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever. I was so happy. It made my day 100% better. Like, <laughs> I'm still... Like, I can't believe hotels have robots that bring you things now. I am fascinated by it because I'm like, how do you know what room to go to? I don't like, know. I don't know. How do you operate the elevator? The elevator just opened. He went into the front of the elevator and it just opened. It knew what floor to stop at. It's spooky. I was just, I was like, do you need me to hit an elevator button for you? And then like, after you're done with everything, he's like, mm, duty calls off to pick up another order. Like, oh. <laughs> That's it's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> like when like, like you give Wally. it a five star review, when you it sounds just like Wally because when you give it a five star review, it says yay on the screen. It goes like and it dances. It's like like Michelle <laughs> Turner, like he does a little swivel back oh, and yeah. forth. I'm like, that is the cutest fucking thing. I am so easy to please, honestly. Like, Ice cream and a robot. It's all you need. I'm good. I did I ball at Wally? Yes, I did. Like I got it's made my day. It was you, the, it was an emotional time. Yes. It was one of those moments where I was like, God, I feel like a pregnant woman. Like, you know, just <laughs> all the mood swings. <laughs> but I I'm in my apartment. Last night was my first night alone in the apartment. Um, because my roommate's out of town right now. But it is, and this is a safe neighborhood. I'm not worried about where I live or anything like that. It's still LA, though, at the same time. But shockingly, it's really quiet over here at nighttime, which is a good thing because most of LA usually isn't. Like where the writer lives, he hears street racing and sirens all night because he lives like on like one of the main roads in LA. And I live more in a very residential area. Mm-hmm. And it's just really quiet over here at night. And I'm just like, I can hear every little thing outside. So I'm always like on edge right now, but I'm like slowly making this place my home and just trying to do that. I don't have a ton of furniture still. Um, the space is a lot bigger than I think we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, there's so much more space. So we're You'll just get trying there. to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to figure that out and everything and just make it feel more like a home and not like a college apartment, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah, i still 
you know, almost a year in, I still don't have anything in this guest room and it is a catch all for all of the things. So, (laughs) well, that's another thing too. Like if I had a spare room, like you did, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like my my other bedroom is my roommate's bedroom. So yeah, we would, I kind of want to like design it or like have an idea of what we're gonna do before we like do anything. We just mm-hmm. need some more furniture. Like we need some more furniture is what it comes down to. So yeah, like yeah. we have so much storage space in this place. That's like, great. There's so many cabinets. I don't know if I can put in them. Like it's okay. <laughs> in time. You will find they something. Will, they will. They will get filled eventually. <laughs> they will get filled eventually. So, but yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to enjoy the time alone, and then the time right now. Like I'm, tr- I'm constantly feeling bored because I'm not completely hired at my job yet. I'm also applying to a lot of other jobs as well too, just in case this one doesn't work out. And you know, I'm just waiting to start this job and. I am bored because I'm just home alone. And I've, I've also been on the go a lot this all this week and last week and everything. So I haven't had time to relax. And I also am guilty of measuring my self-worth with my productivity. And um, when I'm not being productive or not going to work or anything, I don't feel like I am living my best life. I feel um, like I'm, I don't know, I feel awful. I feel bad. And so, like, today I didn't leave my apartment. And I have to remind myself, like, that is okay. I get still, I did, like, a lot of other work that I needed to get done and stuff that I needed to be done. Um, so that is fine. But there will be days where I don't have to leave my apartment. I do want to go exploring around, like, my area and everything. But I also am trying to watch my money. And I'm also trying to, you know be safe as well too like if I had um my roommate with me or like the writer with me like which I'm spending like all weekend with him like I'll definitely be able to explore a little bit more and feel like a little bit safer because just because I don't want to like get lost even though I have a GPS and everything but I also don't want to get lost or like you know make sure I'm going to like safe areas and things like that Mm -hmm. so but yeah driving in LA oh my god yeah, I wouldn't make I it. I love you. I love you. I love you. I would would not put you behind a wheel in Los Angeles. <laughs> no, I would be the reason there's a wreck or something. I would well, not even that. Like I would just I wouldn't want you to get stressed out because yeah, I feel true. like you would get really stressed out about it. Um because I get stressed. If I'm getting stressed out about it, I feel like you would get stressed out about it and everything. And it's like intimidating because like people just do whatever they want um and (laughs) it's not as bad as new york city i would say like you couldn't pay me to drive in new york city um (laughs) absolutely not but i feel like once i get like once i know the area and everything it'll be a lot easier for me i'm still having to use my gps um to kind of get everywhere but i'm getting the hang of it Mm -hmm. um just try not to back into um more corners in my parking garage Park not near the corner. <laughs> well, I have a designated parking spot. So okay. you'll, my parking, you'll figure out the angle. My parking garage is very narrow. Mm-hmm. Like, my sister's it, is like that too. Like I, my, my dad was driving a Ford F-150 over the, across the country. He would, could not get his, that truck in here. Like there's no way. It is so narrow. I, and like the way I have to back out, I have to back completely straight back. 
and then turn. Mm. Yeah. And then sometimes I have to back up again and I have to do a three-point turn sometimes. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very thankful I'm in a Prius and not um, an SUV. <laughs> yeah, I, I would struggle probably. So yeah. no one in my apartment building has SUVs or anything. We all have like regular size like sedans and everything. So nice. But yeah, it's it still doesn't feel like reality, if that makes sense. Like it hasn't. I think until I start working, that's when it will. Um, but it still feels like I'm like in somebody else's shoes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know when that's going to stop. Yesterday was really, really bad. Like I was kind of really like depressed like all day because it was my first day alone. Like, my parents left. Like it was super sad and everything. I cried. I cried the most over my dog. <laughs> As you said, you would. Like, I cried over my parents, but I was just like, my dog. Um, so it was just like a day where I was like, I just didn't want to do anything. Yeah. Like, I was just like, and I tried to like occupy my mind by like watching things on TV. And I was just like, okay, I just don't even want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and today I woke up and I was like, you know what? Like, you can't, you're not going to allow yourself to do that again today. Like, you're going to, if you don't like try to do something productive with your day, you're going to sit around and you're going to be miserable and you're going to hate this and think that you made a bad decision. But if you put an effort and do something like all I did today was do emails and like do one of my like side social media jobs and like just do something that made me feel productive and I feel better. So, Good. and then also like talking to you and I think staying in contact like with friends and everything because it can get super, super lonely when you don't have many friends in a new city. Just try and stay in contact with people um, until I can meet new friends mm-hmm. in a way has helped a lot as well yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But enough about me. How is wedding planning going? Well, I'm already stressed, so there's that. <laughs> um, I don't have a you ton. Have a year. I don't have a you ton have of a updates. I'm venue shopping and hoping to book by next week because everyone has already taken all the Saturdays. So Friday wedding, here we come. I think Friday's interesting, though. I think it's better than a Sunday wedding. I wouldn't do a Sunday wedding. Well, everyone would leave at like six o'clock. Yeah, so, and then you have the work the next day. You exactly. So at least like, everyone on that, has you have their a whole weekend. Saturday. Yeah, everyone still has their weekend. Um, I'm gonna try to let people know, like as soon as I book it, like, hey, this is when we're gonna do it. You'll get an official save the date soon or whatever, mm-hmm. closer to. Um, but yeah, so it's been a little stressful just because I felt have felt a little bit of pressure to like book something because I don't want it to like them to all disappear and then I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. But the venue I'm thinking about is holding a date for me for two weeks. So I think once you get the venue, you'll be good. I know that's probably that's what is one of the more stressful things. Venue it's and the first photographer. Thing you have to do. And then I need yeah. to find somebody who will offici- be the officiate. Officiate. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I'll so, get ordained for you. I'm kidding. <laughs> so I, I would love for my uncle to do it, but I don't think he's ordained. So you can get ordained online. I might tell him too. He's he's a really yeah. good. Um, he says really good prayers, and he's just a really good public speaker. I think having a family member do it would mm-hmm. be really nice and intimate. I want to have a friend do it or somebody like that. Yeah, um, friend or family member um, to do it to get ordained online. So I'm gonna, be so great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to him at Thanksgiving. I'm gonna be like, so there you go. Would you wanna? What are the odds? <laughs> yeah, I think it's really actually really mm-hmm. easy to get ordained online. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, because yeah, he has a like a com- he has like a podcast and a community website, oh, and he, okay, um, so podcast he runs in the family does like counseling <laughs> and has a degree in psychology, but he also flies planes. Like he does, he was in the military, all kinds of things. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, right. he likes our podcast. So, <laughs> oh, that's great! Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's awesome, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, we'll see. If yeah. not, I don't really know because I. It makes it more intimate, I think, and more personal in that way. Because then, like, yeah. you don't have like this stranger that you like. I don't know like, anybody, like pastor or whatever, that yeah. would like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. It makes it more fun. I think it makes it more fun and more, um, more special. Yeah, more special, and you can have like inside jokes and things like that. Like you know, yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. I like that vibe. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if I can convince. Him, maybe. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> Sweeten them up with some cranberry sauce and, I think, yeah. and some stuff in at Thanksgiving. But like, hey, um, <laughs> hey, hey. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, are you guys writing your own vows? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. as a songwriter, mm-hmm. I should. But that's also a lot of pressure. Um, we also we also be. can't decide if we want to do a first look or not. Um, I think it could mm. be really special to mm-hmm. have like that private minute before, but that's that's the reason that I'm personally a fan of the first look. Mm-hmm. Granted, yes, like thinking logistically with photographs and everything, yes, awesome well, time because you can knock a ton of the mm-hmm. way. A lot of times, but, people say the the groom is like in literal shock, <laughs> so doesn't make for good photos. <laughs> well, that I, I think like. You're probably better off to get a genuine reaction from him instead mm-hmm. of being like in front of like for me. People. I feel like it would get my nerves like like I wouldn't be so way. nervous. Um, yeah, because I'm already gonna be nervous to see him, but like also mm-hmm. nervous in general for like having to walk in front of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, yeah, because you're getting that you're getting that. You're having that more special moment and being more intimate instead of having that moment in front of a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel, I feel like you almost have to like, you feel like you have to force some sort of like, there's like some unspoken reaction that you should have. And so mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. kind of sweet to like not feel that pressure of like, oh, how are they going to react? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you're still, I mean, you're still going to react because... It's the still music, happening. your family, the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you'll still have a reaction regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. So we'll see. I that don't know. Exciting. We have we have things to talk about, but for sure. You have a whole year. I know. He, I was year. like talking about all kinds of like details. He was like, You have a year. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so but That's yeah. like fun. That's mm-hmm. fun. I've been trying to promote my song. Y'all, marketing for music is extremely difficult. Um, marketing and social media in general is it's difficult. so hard i don't know how to reach the audience that i'm wanting to reach so i need to start looking into like paying for ads but i really just don't want to do that <laughs> they don't have to be expensive yeah. i think also looking at tiktok and like making reels and stuff like mm-hmm. that and like yeah we can figure something out i'll help you yeah i got you yeah like this weekend or this week kind of like focusing back on that because i'm getting mm-hmm. a lot of streams on this song but I feel like it's still like within my bubble and I want to get it like with out of my yeah. own bubble. So yeah. um, y'all go stream. You maybe in October. <laughs> somebody commented on my producer's post. Like he posted 
Um, Mm -hmm. It was like me, our mutual friend, Ashley Harrison. She released a song that was produced by him on the same day as me. I think she was like, she, I think hers was way before mine, but that was, I had to release it in October. That was the only day someone said, (laughs) someone said something along the lines of like the title, you made me October. I really like that vibe, but now I only have 2.5 days to like feel this energy (laughs) or something. It was really funny and cute, but um, now I have 2.5 days. Yeah. 2.5 days. I was like, I know, I know, (laughs) but at least it got done in October. I'm, I'm still, I can't believe I wrote a song that quickly and you got it done. We all got it done. Like that was crazy. You got it done. You got it um, done. Your music video is still in the workshop. I'm so sorry. In the um, workshop. <laughs> it's on. It's on with the elves. They're um, on a break today. <laughs> it's still like it's there. It's, it's there. It's just um. It's just taking me a minute. My life has just been I like completely mean, up, you, uprooted. I mean, I don't you know. know why you didn't just like, get it done while you were traveling across. The U.S. or anything. Just sit in my, the fucking backseat of a Ford F-150 with my damn, <laughs> like, <laughs> desktop <laughs> Mac computer. Yeah, no. I got, like, a whole ass, like, <laughs> generator up. on the... And the, I got a whole generator on the trunk of the car, fishing, like, a power line through it to my computer. And I'm just like, sorry, guys, just gotta get this done. <laughs> <laughs> like, have it in the floorboard. <laughs> just have... Talk about you talk. On like, I'll repeat my mom. My, my mom is, like driving herself insane gonna like go toss herself into the mojave <laughs> desert it's fine she's like i'm just gonna go jump into the mississippi river real quick it's fine oh my gosh blaine was funny he was telling his parents about like the venue and the one that we're like pretty much thinking we're gonna go with has a mm-hmm. october date and um he was telling them and he was like yeah i think we're gonna go with the october date and his dad immediately was like well doesn't she hate october <laughs> It's like, no, it's my favorite month. That's the whole point of the song. <laughs> you should have a sign that says, you, you made me love October. Oh, he was the one that made me hate it in the first place. You could end your <laughs> vows with that. If you wrote your own vows, you could be like, you're and you're the reason I like you made me love October again. No. Even though you were the one I'll, that made I'll me just hate write, you, Why don't you just write? I'll just tell you what I want. And I'll just write you your vows for you. <laughs> yeah. And then Blaine will be like, that's not fair. <laughs> Okay, Blaine, forward me your what you're thinking too. I'll just write both y'all's vows for you. It's fine. I think it would be sweet, but but I I'm afraid we'll both be too nervous. I kind of wish I kind of think it would be sweet if we like wrote our own and then like maybe did them like by ourselves. Like in the, like, like if you did a first look mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like if we didn't want to do it in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of expectations for how they need to be good. But also that's just me being hypercritical of everything always. So overanalyzing I proof, everything. I can always proofread it for you too. Yeah. Cause my grammar is, um, as a, <laughs> as a speech language pathologist, I will admit that I am not, um, as well versed in grammar as I probably should be. It is not my forte. As a screenwriter, I'm also not well versed in grammar all the time. <laughs> Yeah. It's okay. I definitely it's used okay. a double negative in one of my songs. Um, what did you use? Because I don't like it. I know you don't like it. And I was like, I wonder if Emily's going to pick up on this. Um, Which one was it? I think it? it was in Talk About You. I can't remember, though. I've never felt nothing like this. Yeah, it's supposed to be I've never felt anything like this. Yeah, but this. that doesn't yeah. flow when you're singing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I always think of... Um, <laughs> 
There's a Jonas Brother. There's a Jonas Brothers song. I want to say it's World War Three. A, a ton uh, of musicians use double negatives because if you yeah. actually do it the correct way, it doesn't flow when you're trying yeah. to. Yeah, there's it. a lyric that where they say that, like I didn't, I didn't do nothing. I'm like, so you did something. You did. So you did something then. I if need. you didn't do nothing, if you didn't do nothing, then you did something. <laughs> that is the proper grammar. I'm sorry. Like if you proper grammar is I didn't do anything. If you didn't do nothing, then you did something. Yeah. So what did you do? What did you do, Nick Jonas? What did you do? Who knows? I rest my case. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, we're we're all songwriters are dumb, but it just doesn't sound the same. I understand. But I understand. Mm-hmm. Just know that I point it out in every song. <laughs> I never felt anything like this before. <laughs> that just, I mean, saying it. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't notice that though in your song oh. though. So props. Good. Okay. Wasn't that noticeable? Good. Now it is. <laughs> yep. Now that's all I'm gonna hear. You're Thank gonna you. be editing. You're like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh god. What's your captivation though? Um Target's Christmas decor. Oh my god. Studio McGee and Threshold have me around their fucking throat. It's it's really good this year. Mm-hmm. I got yeah. um, even Opal House, like the whole boho mm-hmm. vibes of it and everything. They're so cute. Yeah, like we don't have a mantle, but I'm gonna create our bar as a mantle because we don't really like we don't have bar cute. stools. Um, I have no idea where we're going to put our tree, but I got us like some stockings and some mm-hmm. signs and uh, mm-hmm. we're engaged 2021 ornament because I'm that cheesy. Oh my God. Um, yeah. We're going to get the established in 2022 pillows. No, not the pillows. Maybe an ornament. Okay, thank God. No, okay. <laughs> I'm not really into the pillows with like, I don't know. I used to like all the Ray Dunn stuff, but it. I think it's a little much sometimes, depending yeah. on what it is. So Yeah, I agree. But what about mm-hmm. you? What's your captivation? So I was going to say my whole apartment, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> so my comforter, I'm going to say that. It is from Ugg. Yes, you heard me right. The shoe company makes comforters. They make Duvet a lot answer. of things. Yeah, they make blankets too. And I bet they're like, really soft. Or those Sherpa kind of um, material like that, that's Ugg. inside the shoes. <laughs> yes. Um, the the comforter's not that way, but it's just like a really fluffy duvet insert that I'm using as a comforter. Could you imagine a Sherpa comforter? You would be so hot. They make them. They make them. Ugg does make them. What are they living in? Like Alaska? Has to be. Like, <laughs> no, ma'am. I would have swamp ass, like, butt acne galore because i'm sweating so much <laughs> like that is literally what my life would be if i had that the writer said he has flannel sheets he puts on his bed in the winter i'm like how cold does it get in fucking la like why are you putting flannel sheets i'm like i'm never spend the night like i'm gonna wake up so saucy and sweaty like it's just put me in a fucking crop pot at that point because i'm sweating so goddamn much be a like, soup like i'm sorry no i'm not yeah yeah i have to be freezing mm-hmm. or i don't he sleep doesn't well. understand that his apartment was 84 degrees oh, the other no, day no, you just october you just moved into the um, city where no one uses AC and they're always hot, but they tell you that they're not, but they really are. They just don't want to turn on that AC. So good luck. I'm not hot right now. You'll be okay. 
I'm not hot right now. I have I don't have my air conditioning on. I could open my windows right now and be perfectly fine. Um, I don't have my fan on, but I do sleep with my fan on at night. Other night, I last night I did put my AC on for a little bit because I was like, mm, I feel it's like 74 degrees in here and I'm too hot for that. Um, need to get down just a little bit. And um, I I mean I like it when my apartment's like 69 degrees, like a little crisp because I can cut up underneath the blanket and not sweating. I also have a memory foam mattress. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm going to naturally sweat already. And then sun peeks in through these blinds in the morning. It already is going to get a little warm and toasty. So like this morning when I woke up, it was like 55 degrees and I cracked open those windows and it cooled down in here real quick. There you go. That's probably what you're going to have to do. I, then, then I heard a kid screaming and I was like, okay, like, oh, we're closing the back door. Not now. today. Not yeah. today, junior. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. So I felt your uh, comforter. So it's super soft. It's Material's very like soft. Very, very soft. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I put on different sheets than like I normally have on. So I think that's also what made me a little mm-hmm. bit hot and toasty. Yeah, They're like a t-shirt material versus so the ones that out. we have that are from like the micro mm-hmm. microfiber one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love those. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite. Yeah, they're so soft. Yes. So I probably will eventually change my sheets out. I'm just too lazy to do that right now. Yeah, don't do it right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been my life. It's been fun. I'm happy for you. Thank you. But before we get into this episode, which we have on a very special guest, she's a North Carolina girl just like us. I want to talk about a little bit of housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you guys are following out on our Instagram. I am so sorry that I have been slacking on Instagram. <laughs> I've been moving across the country, if you didn't notice. I mean, um, I don't know why you aren't posting every day. <laughs> listen. <laughs> This time frame, You're the this one time who's adjustment. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, please stop. Go unpack your apartment. <laughs> I'm literally apologizing um, to myself. That's what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I we will be posting again soon. I promise. Starting next week. sometime, but it's fine. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the Gals Guy Pod and on our personal social medias, which will also be linked to the show notes. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. Also, if you're listening on Apple. Leave us a five-star review. Give us a comment. It really does help us out and hit that subscribe button. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button as well. Text us to a friend. Text us to a gal pal. It really does help us out and grow this podcast even more. Link us in your Instagram story. Everybody can do it now. So oh, really? share. Yes, I can do it. I used to not be able okay, to. Okay, cool. Um, so Sweet. yeah, do that and tag us and we'll reshare you. So Yeah, absolutely. Who knows? You might get a free little Christmas gift coming up. Who knows? We might start doing little giveaways like that. We don't know. It's crazy out here. <laughs> we be making decisions all the time. <laughs> Spur the moment. Like, who the fuck knows? <laughs> we playing Santa today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be, oh my God, we could be like Taylor Swift. Um, like how she was like creeping on all her fans and like gave them all gifts. That's us. Boom. Yeah. Okay. They might have to Venmo us first. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love y'all. Mean it. Alrighty, so without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Alrighty, gals. So zooming into the home studio today, we have a very special guest who is actually a North Carolina girl herself. She graduated from UNC Chapel Hill, and she has launched her own agency to help small businesses grow through the power of digital marketing. She's worked with brands like Marc Jacobs and Pat McGrath. Everyone, please welcome Kennedy Meehan. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. So we're so excited to have another North Carolina girl. On the show. Yes. (laughs) We've had Natalie Barbu on the show, so we love having this whole collection of you guys on the show. (laughs) Um, But before we get into more about like you and 
like what you're doing with your life right now, we would love to know uh, a captivation from you. So whether that is like a certain product or like a trend or whatever it may be that you are currently just captivated by and you can't get enough of. Um, I just started the series Dope Sick on oh. Hulu. Yes, I've um, seen it. I haven't wa- I haven't like seen the episodes, but I've seen the trailer to it and it looks so interesting. It's really interesting. It's very educational. Like I'm learning a lot about it just because it's about history, but it's you know, it's still entertaining because it's about like the drug industry and everything. So yeah. it's about like how my- the opioid opioid like epidemic like started and oh, everything like, gotcha. with Oxycontin and all cool. that. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, not awesome, but <laughs> cool idea of a show (laughs) um very interesting yeah Yeah. (laughs) so for all of our listeners who don't know like much about you or anything um tell us like a little bit about yourself like what got you into doing like social media and what made you want to like literally start your own business in the midst of like the pandemic for one um yeah so I went to UNC studied public relations and advertising um graduated right when COVID hit and absolutely no jobs were available so I freelanced for a few months and then once I kind of got my foot in the door and had you know connections and I had also built my confidence up to the point where I was like okay I can do this on my own um I just decided to launch it I had always planned on launching my own agency further down the line, maybe like in my thirties or something, not when I was 22 out of college, but, um, I just took my dad's advice and he was like, just go for it. And so I launched it and brought my freelance clients with me over to the agency. And that was in January. So, um, I just like found this love for PR and social media. I'm a very aesthetically minded person and I like things to be pretty. And I am pretty good at graphic design and discovered that in college so I think that just kind of drove me into a creative career and I don't think if COVID hadn't happened that I would have kind of taken the leap and actually decided to do it on my own because there weren't any options so yeah I made my own job (laughs) yeah I mean I think it for a lot of people I think uh the pandemic like definitely like made them like rethink a lot of their like career trajectories for one. And I mean, it was to a point where I think a lot of people were just like, you know, hey, I'm not doing anything else. Why not just try this one thing that I've always kind of wanted to try and see like if it sticks and if it works and if it works, then great. If it doesn't, okay, well then at least we tried kind of thing. Right. And so that's really interesting to hear that from you. But I definitely relate to that as well, too, like with wanting to just kind of like get something like started and going. You also relate mm-hmm. to that. You've started doing that like with like your music and everything, me with film. But I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to, like with wanting to having this like drive and like this idea of the, all their dreams and wanting to like hopefully like this one day will come and I'll finally be able to do it all and everything. But I think there's just like this internal fear that that holds every almost everybody back from doing it. So what kind of helped you like overcome this like whole like fear of failure in your mindset and just kind of like get started like with your dreams? So I think the biggest thing was my support system and them constantly pushing me to kind of always take those leaps of faith, whether it be in school or in sports. Um, but especially once COVID hit and I wasn't doing anything, 
my both of my parents really pushed the idea of just going ahead and launching an agency whereas mm -hmm. i kind of had that imposter syndrome and i didn't think i, I was like no i need more experience before i do that yeah. and i think with you know practice and with freelancing i got that confidence and i also got it through a lot of different internships you know just knowing that i was capable of doing the work and that i was talented so i think it was just a lot of reminding myself and also like the circumstances i was put in kind of forced me to take that leap of faith because it was almost like a why not i wasn't losing anything by doing mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. do you think that if you hadn't like if the pandemic had to happen like do you think that this would have been something that you still would have came to because i mean like i know that for you for once like you said that you had all these internships and everything do you feel like that helped like with your background or do you think people like they don't need all that intensive background to get kind of get started um i i think that you need experience i wouldn't say you necessarily need like internships but i know internships were the main thing that gave me the confidence because i was already out there doing the work mm -hmm. in the industry and I don't think there are many ways you can really do that other than internships, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, yeah, it does. Or reason I ask is because I feel like with COVID and everything, there were so many people who had opportunities like to get internships. And that was something that kind of like fell to like the wayside um, because companies weren't able to have like, you know, the allotted like staff or like just or like bring anyone else in yeah or have even like in-person things so like i'm trying to like think of like ways that that would help like you know young girls wanting to like branch out and do their own thing and like be like their own entrepreneurs like do they need to worry that they don't if they don't have that experience to back themselves up i would say you need to worry i think if you're confident and you can find you know that person experience in anything you do i think you kind of have to just get out there and start doing it mm -hmm. and if you fail you fail but you have to put your trust in the universe, put your trust in yourself that if you do fail, it's fine. And you're going to go start something else. So as long as you have that mindset and mentality that failure is just another step in the right direction rather than a step in the wrong direction, I think you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I don't think that you necessarily need a college education or, uh, you know, a lot of internships or anything to get started. I think if you just yeah. have that drive and you have a good idea and you're solving a problem, then you should just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like embracing the uncomfortable. Cause if you're always comfortable, you're never going to grow. Like if you're just kind of like chilling in this area of like, Oh, I'm good at this. I feel like when you like take that next step and you get in that uncomfortable state and you're like, okay, I don't really know, but like, we're just going to push through it and, and get like to what our end goal is. Like that's how people become successful. Um, like you said, I don't think that you necessarily need all of these internships to back you up. I think you just kind of need, like you said, like the drive, the push, willing to be in that uncomfortable state mm -hmm. to kind of make yourself um, grow in whatever you want, like are trying to achieve. Yeah. So. I think for, like a lot of professors that I had um, in film school were always said like, you know, talent will get you like 30, 20% of the way. The rest that that 80% is going to be that drive and the determination that you have. You can't always just slowly rely on your talent um, to get you as far as you think it is. You have to actually put like motivation and um, affirmations and all that behind it in order to um, actually see progress and see results and everything. And I think it's just like with anything else, it's like with like, you know, math tutoring, 
And that's like the closest thing I could think of at the moment, <laughs> but like, just cause I'm bad at math, but like the more I went to tutoring, um, for it, the better I was at it. It's just having that more of that, I think that growth mindset of it, uh, instead of being like fixed about it. And I think that for me, I've noticed a lot of women, I'm friends with a lot of entrepreneurs, people, you know, I went to graduate school and in graduate school, like you have people from all age ranges like in your class and I had you know most people around my age like the late 20s um to like early 30s but then I had some people who were like 50 60 years old just mm -hmm. now saying like screw it like I'm gonna like follow my dreams kind of thing and I always feared that a lot of people especially when they get up to that age don't feel like they can afford to take that risk and chase their dreams when I definitely think they can you were talking about how like you know you don't need that much you know if you don't have that much experience to back you up and everything, it's not going to completely hinder you. And I know from my personal experience, I was in graduate school and I was surrounded by people like in my graduate cohort that were like around my age, like in their twenties. But then we also had like a couple people who were 50 years old and they're just now starting to chase their dreams and go after their goals and everything. And it's so interesting to see how their mindset was about chasing their dreams versus ours because they are so concerned with how late I guess they feel to the game and how they feel like that's gonna be a hinder to them but I honestly don't think it is I think me personally and I would love to know your thoughts on this I think you know when you have that like years of wisdom kind of like behind you it almost is just as valuable as experience what do you think absolutely I would 100% agree with that you know just just because you don't have experience in what you want to do doesn't mean that that should stop you from starting to gain experience in what you want to do. Um, you know, even just having waitressing jobs has taught me lessons that I have taken with me into my professional career. Um, there are so many different skills that you learn in so many different jobs that can be, you know, as small as like yard work or like I said, waitressing, babysitting, just learning patience, how to deal with adults, how to deal with authority, you know, negotiating pricing. Like even if you're just a nanny, you know, you have to set those prices. And if there's more kids, you have to add money to that price. And so you can find lessons that you can take and apply to almost any other aspect of your life in almost every circumstance you're in. So I think that people starting late for school or graduate school or entrepreneurship, I think in entrepreneurship in specific, it's for sure valuable because you've had to have had so many jobs up to that point. Um, but even, you know, these 50 year olds going back to grad school, for whatever circumstances that were holding them back. Um, I think that they probably are giving more to the classroom than the the 22 year old fresh out of undergrad sitting there. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they have more writing on it. Like it's, mm -hmm. I don't know. Some, sometimes I feel like kids go through school and they're like, Oh yeah, I don't really know what I want to do. Whereas it's like, maybe you're older, you have a clear like understanding of what you actually want to do. Yeah. Because I think like when you're fresh out of college, like you don't really like you feel like you're kind of like pressured like into doing like this certain major and maybe it's not the one that you actually like 
absolutely love. And hopefully like when you're older and everything, you're able to have that chance to actually pursue your dreams. I mean, I know for my mom, for example, like she just opened up her own business a couple of years ago and she is an entrepreneur and she has no college degree whatsoever. And she's just now doing this all on her own and learning like as she goes. And I think that that's for her, it's one of the best ways she's been able to learn is just by doing it. And for me, I think it's also the same way. And I mean, I, I literally just had a job interview today to be a social media marketing manager for a podcast company. And I literally have a degree in film. <laughs> I don't have any degree in social media, but I do have experience doing it with this podcast and then managing other people's social media's accounts. Um, that I've done like all throughout college. So I think for me, it goes to show that I personally, I don't have to go to college to do exactly what I want to do mm-hmm. if I want to. And it's just kind of just learn to be adaptable at what's given to you. I think it's one of the best things that anybody can do and seeing what the stepping stones are. I know for me, and I would love to hear your opinion on this, Kennedy, I am somebody who I used to be terrible at saying no. And I find that a lot of other entrepreneurs kind of relate to that in a way because you don't ever want to like miss an opportunity to grow your business in a way. And so, especially starting out as being young and needing money desperately Mm -hmm. out of college, (laughs) but I would say yes to so many different things. And then I started thinking like, you know, hey, does this further my career and the way I want it to? And if it doesn't, then that's when I started saying no to things more. Yeah, for sure. I think that at the beginning, I would take any and all clients. I didn't really care what your product was, what your podcast was, what your, like anything. I would just kind of do whatever you needed. And I've gotten to the point now, you know, 10 months in that I'm very selective about who I work with. Um, I'm very selective about the type of brands and, you know, archetypes and people that I want to align with my agency and the values that we have. And if those don't align, um, then I have no problem saying no. I'm a pretty straight up person and I'm very blunt. So, um, (laughs) you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I've necessarily had a problem with saying no, but I am a people pleaser. And so a lot of times I've said no to things I don't want to do just because it'll be, make the other person, you know, happier or it's easier than me saying no. And I think that in business, it's a whole different ball game than like, you know, you saying no to other things in life, just because you kind of brought it up, like the monetary side of things and Mm -hmm. needing that money. So it's definitely been a learning process, but I would say that I've learned it fairly quickly because I knew the direction I wanted to take my business in. And I knew that I couldn't get there without putting my foot down at some point. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely a I wish I had done that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I think, but I think that's something that like relatable. Like I think, you know, the fact that you knew so internally like that this is exactly like what would drive your business further it's just like putting your foot down I think that's great I think that's a voice that you have and like you're actually listening to your gut and it's a voice that a lot of people don't often listen to and I think that's amazing that you're able to do that and especially like at such an age, a young age like it's amazing <laughs> at the same time <laughs> because I definitely would not have had the wisdom I feel like that you have at your age for sure um no not at all 
I so, was over here crying because I didn't get into the music school and I was like, I can never be a singer. <laughs> like, actually, I can just do it on my own. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Next. Exactly. So. Exactly. So you are an entrepreneur, but you're also in social media. And one thing that I think we should hit on is social media burnout and also like just mental health when it comes to social media? Because I'm curious, since like this is your whole thing, I personally, as a social media manager for some other businesses, hate getting on my own social media sometimes. Like I'm notoriously bad at posting on my own personal Instagram. I manage this our podcast. I manage like two other ones for people. Like I never want to post on my own Instagram. But I would love to know like what you think like are the most important steps at like maintaining like good mental health. Like not only as an entrepreneur, but also as somebody who works in social media. Yeah. So I, I wish you could see my screen time on my devices. <laughs> like I, I'm probably going to get like cataracts or something from the amount that I stare at screens all day. And it's like you said, like for the most part, I'm not even on my own social media. I'm running other people's. So it's my job to be on it. And it's, it's almost like a cycle every day, like doing the same things. So although you're seeing new content and, you know, I'm blessed enough to work with clients and, you know, these accounts that I manage are very, um, authentic in a sense. So kind of, I'll get to a little bit, just like the authenticity in Mm -hmm. social media and its effect on mental health. But Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's definitely made me like burn out a little bit. And I, I will say that I'll just get off Instagram pretty much as a whole at night and I'll go on Twitter because I'm not ever on Twitter during the day. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not looking at pictures. So it's not as bad. I'm like reading stuff. Yeah. So that's, but I definitely know what you're saying. And I probably shouldn't be on Twitter anyways. I should probably just put my phone away as a whole, but, um, I digress. Anyways, I, (laughs) I think that, you know, so much of social media is so fake nowadays. And I even posted something on my story the other day of a TikTok of this girl. And she was like, you know, social media versus reality. And it's like the same pictures and filter versus not. And it's crazy how much you can digitally change yourself. And I posted it and I had so many people slide up and be like, wait, what? And I'm like, you guys still don't get this. Like you guys still don't understand that this, like all these influencers you see, like for the most part, they're completely edited. Like everybody edits their stuff. I have friends that edit their stuff. Like I don't, because I don't, like I don't even really post on my own, but <laughs> yeah, like, I feel, I that, I feel that. Like I'm, I'm too busy staring at a screen. I'm not looking. Like I'm in sweats all day. I'm not taking cute selfies <laughs> at all. So, um, I think just staying. You know, those people. If you are going to be on social media and you have to be on social media, like us, make sure that the content that you're looking at is at least like authentic and not so fake all the time. I follow so many inspirational you know, accounts and girls that are authentic and transparent in their mental health. And, you know, my favorite thing to see on Instagram nowadays is like the 
the fitness girls who post like all posed and then post like completely mm-hmm. relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wish every girl could see this because growing up, I think we all can agree that we were like the first generation to really grow up with social media. Oh, so absolutely. we've seen this how toxic it's turned in reflection but while it was happening we had no idea Mm -hmm. so it wasn't until we got like or at least for me I got to college and I got you know old enough to look back and realize like okay like I had an eating disorder in high school because I was seeing the stuff on my feet constantly Mm -hmm. and it wasn't because this this and this so I think that a lot of a lot of times social media is praised as a tool and it is such a valuable tool and I think it is an amazing thing but I think there needs to be a deeper discussion on how this is making the users feel have you guys seen the movie on the social dilemma yes no I have I refuse to oh my god so I have (laughs) so I have and it's literally the whole entire reason I have turned all of my notifications off Yes. Like it changed. I think about it daily. It lives in my head for mm. free. Like mm. I, I think about it constantly and I've made almost every person I'm in contact with watch it. I'm like, no, we're sitting like, I've watched it probably 12 times because I'm like, no, you're going to sit down. You're going to watch it right now. <laughs> Cause you need, you need to understand the, like the magnitude of this issue. Yeah. And hang on. I don't know why I, you know, you really do. Like I'm going to be <laughs> mad if you don't, because it's so, it's so important and I think if more people I think it should be mandatory like I think they should teach it in school yeah. like the like oh, the, yeah. the, how big of an issue it is and I think hopefully now when we're at the age of like having kids and we're raising our kids we'll have a better understanding of mm-hmm. how they need to behave on social media and like the habits that they form because I think right now those people who are like those like later millennials that the generation before us, I don't think they fully understand it completely. And yeah. I think that it's going to be this ongoing problem for the next like 10 years until like the people who understand the magnitude of it actually do something and make a change. Yeah. There are speaking of the social dilemma, there are like two quotes from that film that I think everybody like should know one of them being if you're not paying for the product then you are the product and you think about how many of these social media apps are free like Mm -hmm. you are the product at the end of the day you are the product and then there are only two industries that call their customers users and that is illegal drugs and software (gasps) (laughs) Hannah Hannah gasps No, those two definitely stick out to me for sure. I remember reading the first one you said, and I was like, damn. Yeah. If you're not paying for the service, like you are. You are the service. Yeah. You are the the product. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. We're we're just so manipulated in like everything. It's so deep rooted in our brains and it's gotten to the point that the softwares don't or like the the creators of the software don't even have control over the software anymore because it's too in-depth for them to even understand the algorithm is too specific and too detailed and it knows too much about us and they're not going to shut it down because it's making too much money so it's just going to keep getting worse and Mm -hmm. until other people and like us as users understand 
what this is doing. And when I see advert, like I look at advertisements in a, in a way that I'm like, oh, that was a great ad because mm-hmm. I studied advertisements. But then on the flip side, I'm also like thinking about, okay, what is this ad trying to make me think mm-hmm. and trying to make me do or, you know, whatever it is, but it's so deep rooted. I think it's so interesting. I'm really glad you brought it up. Because I feel, like it, I feel like it needs to be talked about more. Oh, yeah. Like, my Instagram ads are so tailored to me. Like, Instagram knows that I am moving to Los Angeles next week. And they are fully aware of it. And they're like, here's all the home decor. You said you like the always pan from our place. We're going to show it to you every single time <laughs> you look at your Instagram story. So you eventually are going to just keep wanting it. And it's just like... a it's just ingrained like in my head that I have to have this pan now. And if I have this pan, then I will have a great life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because yeah, because that's what you see all over your feed is that everyone buys always pan. And they're like, Oh my God, it's the best pan ever. And I'm making all these dishes. And then you get it and you use it like five times. And then you're like, okay, well, could just definitely use a metal pan that I already own, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I'm just spending hundred dollars real quick it's fine it's totally yeah. fine no it's actually scary like they're definitely listening when I worked um before well when I was in grad school I did an internship at a, at a pediatric hospital and I worked in the NICU and so all the time I was talking about like bottles and formula and pacifiers and all kinds of stuff and it would literally I'd go on my phone at lunch and I would have formula ads on my Instagram and I'm like that's crazy to me that I mean, I, I've always had this, like, they're listening to us, uh, conspiracy in my brain, but also like, it's what you talk about. It's what you look at. It's what it's you also search. your location, your where location, where your phone is at. Well, Crazy. I like learned, I learned about this in class actually, like in college, yeah. the whole listening to your, to so, thing. Is it real? <laughs> it, it only happens if your it happens anytime the Instagram app is open so it specifically happens when because people are like oh well my phone's locked so Mm -hmm. if your Instagram app is open and I think a lot of people do this without realizing they'll just lock their phone with the app um, still on with the app on instead of like going to their home screen first and then closing out so that's how they do it. But yes, no, but they do listen. It's, that's it's a so thing. wild. I mean, we have Siri. So, I mean, of course, they're, of course, Siri's always listening. I got Siri. I got Alexa. I got all the bitches. But, like- um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so wild. And it's so, I think, I think what I'm liking more about social media now, and I, and I've only seen like a couple of influencers that I follow, like truly doing it is like being more raw, like um, coming on when they're having bad days and like taking you through their actual day and showing them when they're disheveled and they're a mess and their toddlers running around screaming its head off and they're like not always prim and proper. And so I've like started to weed out people that I follow who are just always like bubbly and picture perfect. And, and I mean, I don't know, I don't really post all the time by any means, but I do only post the highlights. So it's Mm -hmm. like, how do I, as a musician, like turn my brand into something that's more relatable so that people do want to follow and is more authentic, like you were saying, Kennedy. So I've seen a couple people, like one that always comes to mind is Sarah's day. She's a, um, a YouTuber Ooh, she's fitness good. girl in Australia. And she like, 
she's just so raw and like authentic and I love her. Um, and so I just wish more people would kind of fall into that, but then, but then you also tiptoe into that, like, I don't really want to share my entire existence on the internet. So it's, it's like a hard balance, I think. And, um, hard for people who want to, you know, create things and put them out for people to then in turn, like, um, resonate with. So that's the dilemma I'm in in my own personal endeavors. But I find that like, for me, like when I'm browsing social media, like there are people who I specifically follow because they post cute outfits. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. I don't ever really look at their stories. Mm-hmm. I just look, want to look at their cute outfits. Then there are actual like influencers that I will follow. And I am not just following them because of like their posts and everything. I'm following them because of who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. And so when they take those opportunities to be imperfect, quote unquote, it makes me like them more because it feels like they're like more a friend. real. Yeah. It just makes them feel more real. Yeah. And like, oh, like we have something in common. We're both having a shitty Monday kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a no bones day. <laughs> it's a no bones day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that I, I can't help but think about the the influencer on the other side of the screen though, that's posting the bad day and everything. And mm-hmm. I get that they're posting it to relate to the art, like have their audience relate to them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, get off your phone. Like, like Dude. get off your phone. Yeah. Like, I don't, there, it's like, to me that I'm concerned for your mental health because I can't imagine having a bad day and wanting to put it all on Instagram, no, you know? Very so, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like it's really hard and it really just, I feel like whatever you're comfortable with sharing, feel free to share, you know, obviously everybody is nosy and wants to hear about your, your details in your life, but Mm-hmm. just going back to the whole mental health aspect. Like I've seen people that I know who were out to dinner or were out somewhere and like everything is needs to be a story and everything needs to be posted. And, you know, I'm like, just be present in the moment. And I think mm-hmm. that is such a huge thing. And I'm like, stop worrying about just getting this picture for Instagram and sit here and, and just like be present and just be here. Don't, not everything needs to be like sure pictures I'm all for pictures take as many pictures as you want because those are memories yeah but I just don't think everything needs to be posted all the time especially if you're having a bad day I love when people do it because it is that relatable part especially those who are like much much bigger you know have much larger audiences but yeah it's such a fine line and social it's so complicated there's so many like different circumstances, different people, different perspectives on things. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is why I think it's super attractive when a man does not have Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The guy I'm currently dating does not have Instagram and it's the sexiest thing in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. My fiance wants to be so weird. Um, My fiance is a ghost on social media. So my That's boyfriend, great. he he plays football, so he like really only posts either pictures of me <laughs> or pictures of him playing football. And Aww. it's like there's 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 nothing else on he lives on Twitter. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm like you can read all you want, follow all the sports stuff you need to. Yeah. <laughs> Go for and it. I, yeah, I feel like everyone has their like like social media like platform platform that they, that they like 
kind of gravitate towards. Like I used to have Twitter and that was my thing. Like I would tweet literally everything. And like my aunt somehow found my Twitter when I was like 15 and she was like concerned for me. (laughs) Most of it was just song lyrics, sad ones, of course. So it was Twitter. Then I got rid of Twitter. Um, I think I'm still a person there. I just don't have the app. I have no idea. Um, But I I got, I don't know, like like posting wise, I guess it'd be Instagram for me, but consuming wise, it's TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, TikTok, TikTok has something in um, it that like makes it so addicting. I don't know what just it is. A lot of emotions. I feel I like know. it's the mix of everything. Like I get yeah. so much different content when I'm on mm-hmm. TikTok and mm-hmm. I'm just like, keep it coming. Cause I never know what's coming next. I'm like, is it going to yes. be a, is it going to be a cooking video? Is it going to be a cute dog is it going to be yeah. something hysterical is it going to be the like, guy from tiktok tell me to like get off um, I know. <laughs> and i think that's why i think that's why i like it so much because instagram is so like oh i'm gonna they're gonna see like a coffee mug or like an outfit or like somebody's travels or like someone get engaged or have a vape like it's all very predictable like especially if you kind of know who you follow and so yeah there's no like I don't know, like with TikTok, Variety. it's literally like you don't know what's coming next. Like it could literally make you cry or it could make you pee your pants. Like, have y'all seen that TikTok of the girl whose boyfriend walks in on her and she's like in front of the cam, the computer with like, she's like a fish. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. I'll send it to both of y'all. It is okay. worth viewing. It is hilarious. Okay. All right. I literally, my, um, Beyonce and I watched it over and over and over and over again and like just died laughing. It's the hardest I've ever laughed on TikTok. So I will send it to you because it's hilarious. Watch me be like completely yeah. unamused. You're probably going to be like, what? <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> okay, okay, Hannah. All right. <laughs> but yeah, okay. the variety. I think it's that's what it is. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because TikTok just feels almost like a different world than Instagram like with TikTok I don't feel like you have to like just show like your highlight reel like there's some girls that do like they make those more like aesthetic videos and everything but predominantly I feel like so many people on TikTok are just like real and raw and they're like hey my hair looks like a tumbleweed and I got like five zits on my face what's up here I am to tell a funny joke and just leave kind of thing yeah uh, <laughs> but divine energy yeah yes. yeah but when people are on Instagram, like, it feels like it has to almost be curated in a tiny way. And then it, I think, like, when you're hit with criticism on a platform like that, where you're trying to be so perfect, it hits even worse. And I know that people – and it's so accessible to, like, leave, like, negative comments or, like, have criticism like that. And it's so easy to only see that and not see the positive sides of social media, I think. So I would love to know, like, because we've talked so much about the negative side of it. <laughs> what do you feel like are the more positive sides to our world and social media? The first thing that comes to mind is the 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 amount of connection that we will remain to have with our past, which can be a good and a bad thing, but I think it's so interesting to think about like our parents growing up and I'm like I follow some people on on Instagram who I've known since like middle school and maybe I haven't even talked to them in five years, but I know what they're doing in their lives. Like I know that they just had a baby and they grew up in a time period where you, you probably said bye one day at lunch in the cafeteria and never saw the person again until 30 years later when you find them on Facebook because Facebook mm-hmm. came out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that it can be viewed in a bad way, but I think it's kind of cool how I get to 
somewhat remain in contact with all of these people who I've known over the course of my life and I still get to see what they're doing all the time but that I don't have to talk to them to know it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so I think that's the main thing that I I love it's just like the connection and I'm a very I'm fascinated by people. I will people watch all day. Like (laughs) I want anytime I meet somebody, I'm like, what's your life story? Like I want to find something that we can bond about and Mm -hmm. go on a tangent about. And I think that's why I like podcasting so much too, is because you basically are connecting with people. But I think the the platform that social media has given us to express ourselves in a way that we either are or aren't, but that we have the ability and the will to present ourselves in the way that we would like to. And also being able to connect with so many different people and make friends with people from across the country who it's like, oh yeah, we know each other through Instagram. And Mm -hmm. you may meet three years from now when you're visiting that place and just click because you feels like you've known each other for three years. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we let you go, we kind of like to like wrap up like every episode with a survival tip. So what would your survival tip be for like surviving social media in a way or pursuing your dreams? Mm. Silence your inner critic. Mm. that's my survival tip in anything in life social media entrepreneurship going going after your dreams even in relationships just silence your inner critic because you are always 10 times harder on yourself than everybody else is and it's going to hold you back from a lot in life if you don't just let it go (laughs) I love that that's great yeah that's really good Oh, before we let you go, I want to give you a chance to shout out all of your social media, where people can find you, let the listeners know where they can get you. So you can follow me on Instagram at Kennedy Meehan, and then you can follow the Azure Agency on Instagram at the Azure Agency. And we will leave a link to all that in the show notes for you guys to go and check out. But thank you so much for Kennedy for coming on the show. We loved having you. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.